Blog Talk Radio.
Now, that was, of course, behind the guy that he was actually filling in for, Dequan Marshall. He had 249 yards on 44 carries in his first career start versus Tennessee on September 4th of 2017, which was Labor Day night. Georgia Tech will return to action on Saturday, November 3rd in Chapel Hill against North Carolina. Kickoff is set for 12-15, and it will be televised on the Wickham Sports outlets across the country. So, um... Georgia Tech, hey, they scored 35 consecutive points to pull away for their third straight win at Virginia Tech. And uh, it's the third straight win over the Hokies overall as well. And, um, you know, uh, another thing, too, is each of Georgia Tech's last two wins in Blacksburg were actually by quarterbacks making their first career starts. Matthew Jordan did it with the 30-20 win at Lane Stadium in 2016. So, hey, if you want to get a win, all you got to do is play a new quarterback for Tech, and hey, they should be able to be victorious, no doubt about that. So uh, congratulations to Tech pulling off a big win against Virginia Tech this past Thursday. So hopefully uh, Taquan Marshall can get back into the starting lineup, but hey, this might be working with a two-combination set of Taquan Marshall and Tobias Oliver I guess time will tell. Tech has some days off now before playing North Carolina, so we'll see what the game plan may be if they can get a scheme together and make it happen. Now, the big game of the weekend, especially here locally, seventh-ranked Georgia, they're still preparing, or they're in the final stages of preparations for their game against Florida in Jacksonville. Florida is ninth-ranked. This is a big game with College football playoff implications, no doubt about it. Also, Alabama, LSU, big college weekend in, in football here coming up. The Bulldogs and Gators will be meeting face-to-face for the SEC Eastern Division title pretty much. They'll both enter this game with a 4-1 league record, 6-1 and one overall. So Kirby Smart, he said in his uh, teleconference, uh, his SEC teleconference this week, our guys are really excited for a great rivalry game. One of the best in the country as far as playing in a neutral site. It's always exciting to go down to Jacksonville and be able to play this game, especially in front of so many of our fans that live across South Georgia. And it becomes an easy travel for them. We've had a good week of practice. Hopefully so. Because, uh, now check this out. Check this stat out. Now, in this series, in the Georgia-Florida game, the team with the most rushing yards has won the past. 12 games. That's incredible. I didn't know that before I saw that. So both teams had the week off last week. Um, Now, Florida's head coach, Dan Mullen, he actually said he was pleased with how the Gators have handled their bye week. And uh, he said during the teleconference, we're coming off the bye week. And I think our guys use that time to work on some technique, fundamentals, and improve some different things that you don't always get time to work on during a game week. We've had a pretty good week of practice, and I know the guys are excited to go play in this game. It's a fun game to be a part of, a great rivalry game in a great setting. It should be a lot of fun, and I couldn't agree with you more there, Coach. Saturday's game will be at TIAA Bank Field, and it will kick off at 3.30, and you can catch it on CBS. So hopefully Georgia can get a win here because it's basically a must win. And if they don't win, it's really going to be a very uphill battle for them 
to uh, get back to the SEC championship game. Of course, the college football playoff, but hey, first things first. But uh, we'll see. Kirby's talked about the team's physicality uh, at certain times this season, so we'll see if Georgia comes out. It's just a tone early by being very physical on both sides of the ball. Georgia State, it's their homecoming. They're 2-5. and five. They'll be playing Coastal Carolina, who's 4-3. and three. Homecoming is at 2 o'clock at Georgia State Stadium. You can catch the game on ESPN+. Plus, but you can also listen to the game with a free audio stream on GeorgiaStateSports.com. Again, that's GeorgiaStateSports.com and the GSU mobile app. Georgia State won last year's meeting 27-21 to in Conway, South Carolina. And um, Georgia State, they have not played at home in four weeks. Yes, four weeks. Like I said, it's homecoming, and uh, the Panthers, they're ready to get back for sure. Quarterback Dan Ellington is third in the Sun Belt in total offense, averaging 256 yards, 256.6 yards for a game while accounting for – 12 touchdowns, and uh, that's not bad with just only uh, two interceptions. He is completing just under 63, well, actually about 62%, with uh, uh, less than 1,500 yards passing and 322 net rushing yards, leading the team in both categories. Junior wide receiver Penny Hart is Georgia State's leading receiver with 34 receptions for 453 yards and one touchdown, along with about 101 all-purpose yards per game. With uh, 2,734 receiving yards, Hart has moved into fifth place in Sunbelt history. He, now, he needs only 93 yards to pass the number four leader, at, uh, who's uh, J.D. McKissick of Arkansas State. Hart is tied for seventh with 187 career receptions. So he's had a phenomenal career, no doubt about that. Brandon Wright is third in the nation with an average of 50 yards per punt, which helps Georgia State stay in third nationally in net punting at 43.9. And uh, he was named this week to raise eight for week eight by the Ray Guy Award Committee. Now, uh, Wright's career punting average of 43.4 Three ranks seventh among active FBS punters, so he's doing very well on that end. But one of the reasons why Georgia State probably started out very slowly this year, uh, you know, last year they started out slow, but they they you know got everything together, started rolling right in the middle part of the season. But this year they've had to start more freshmen. Georgia State has played a total of seventeen true freshmen, including five who have started. Yeah, they played 17 true freshmen. They were in high school last year. So, hey, you're going to struggle with uh, some some new recruits out there on the field for sure. The Panthers' second-leading rusher, who's Seth Page, he has 242 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, six-and-a-half yards per catch. And second-leading receiver, Cornelius McCoy, has 20 catches for 247 yards, one touchdown, and about 12 yards per catch. They're both true freshmen. So, hey, they're leading the way, but they're freshmen. So they're young, but they're going to be growing. 
So still, this team will be better as time goes along for sure. Now, a good thing about this game with Georgia State on Saturday, they're having the Panthers Pantry Food Drive, and they're going to be collecting at the homecoming game on October 27th between gates 7 and 8, between 12 noon and 3 p.m. So if you're going to be in the area near downtown Atlanta, head on over to Georgia State Stadium for the Panthers Pantry Food Drive. The items needed are canned vegetables, fruits, beans, soups, canned meats, fish, and beverages such as 100% fruit juice or water, pasta sauce, noodles, rice, peanut butter, granola bars, healthy cereals, and oatmeal. So this is a worthy cause, so make sure that you do your part as well for the Panthers Pantry Food Drive. So it's going to be at the game at Georgia State Stadium, so make sure you show them your support, all right? The Panthers Pantry Food Drive from 12 noon to 3 p.m. during homecoming on October 27th at Georgia State Stadium. Now, moving on, just west of downtown Atlanta, over at the AU Center, Clark Atlanta will be home to take on Miles at 2 p.m., and it's also home to come and get more houses they will be taking on for Valley State, and they will try to keep their lead in the ASIAC East. That game will kick off at 2 p.m., and just in case you can't make it, you can watch that game on their website at athletics.morehouse.edu, and it's also a combination of homecomings for Morehouse and Spelman. So the lovely ladies over at Spelman will be having their homecoming this week as well. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Hey, and, of course, we are rocking the sports bell from the ATL. As we now move on now to soccer, the Atlanta United, the Five Stripes. Hey, Five Stripe fans, it comes down to this. After 33 weeks, it's been a challenge. It's been grueling, but it comes down to this. The team can win the final match of the season and make history in two ways by breaking the MLS all-time points record and securing the first trophy in team history by clinching the Supporters' Shield. Toronto is going to be a formidable opponent that's standing in the way of the United. So the five strikes will have to bring, of course, their A game until the very last minute of this match to get the job done. It's the biggest match in the United's history, and, of course, you can watch it Sunday. Fox Sports Southeast 4.30 is when the match will begin. Catch every minute from BMO Field in Toronto. So this is a must win for the United if they want to really get that Supporters' Shield trophy. Uh, Atlanta United has equaled the all-time MLS points record set mark for road wins and overall wins and leads the league in scoring. And uh, that's nearly any other year. Now, they would already be celebrating the Supporter Shield win, if it was any other year. But the Red Bulls are just right behind the United, just one point back. So, of course, the the United, uh, pressure is not even the word. <laughs> They've got to really, like I tell you, bring their A game for sure. So um, we hope that Tito Villalba is going to be uh, healthy. Also, Miguel uh, Almiron. They're going to be coming back from short-term injury, so hopefully they'll be at full strength. But even if they can't make it back for this match, the United, hey, they can still win without them. Darlington Nagby and Julian Gressel are hey, they're some good players, too, in um, in this uh, MLS league. And they're good at controlling possessions and creating chances for their teammates in midfield. So um, you, you've got some good backup there, just in case those two starters really can't go. But... Um, the Golden Boot leader, Joseph Martinez, he of course is leading the lineup, and uh, he wants to get that 50th goal of the of the, uh, of the season for the club here. Uh, so we'll see if he's able to do that. So Tata Martina, 
He actually announced uh, earlier this week that he would not be returning. Personal reasons, uh, he said that the negotiations were fair, but uh, he just thought it was best for him and his family at this time to not renew his contract and uh, to move on. So Tata will be coaching his last regular season game as the Atlanta United's head coach, and we want to wish Tata Martino the very best coming up. But, hey, the season's not over, right? So, hey, but at the same time, you know, he's going to be moving on. But and I'm pretty sure the players want to be able to play for him as well. So um, he's been a great coach, a great motivator, and uh, that's what this uh, second-year team is needed, uh, taking the team from the ground up and giving them an aggressive style of play has really paid off for the United. Now, if the United want to break the all-time points record, they have to do it against the team that actually set it last season. Toronto's follow-up season, of course, has not been very well. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. But, hey, you never know. This team, you really can't <laughs> can't overlook them at all. Toronto, they want to go out at home with a win. And uh, the United, they know what's already at stake. And I was able to talk to Kevin Kratz in the Atlanta United locker room after Sunday's win over Chicago. And, of course, he was positive and had some great things to say looking at this game coming up on Sunday. I'm joined now by Kevin Kratz here of the Atlanta United. Kevin, hey, you've had a successful season. Just tell us about it from a team perspective. Uh, we're still not done yet from the team perspective. We, we know that we've done a good job so far, but it also comes down to the last game that we can second win to support the Shield and uh, we qualify for Champions League now, which was one of our, our goals. Um, but now we want to win our, the Supporters' Shield, and then we go into the playoffs with hopefully a very good feeling, and then uh, we go and make step-by-step, step, um, trying to make it all the way to the MLS Cup. And, of course, just talk about this team's confidence going into their last game on Sunday against Toronto. Yeah, it was a big win today, especially against the Chicago team, which is always dangerous. They don't play for anything right now. They're out of the playoffs, but they still want to show that they have a good team, and they... Um, they kept us on our toes today, especially after the, in the first half when they tied the game, and then um, uh, we scored that early goal that we needed. Um, but now with that win, uh, we're going on the road again to Toronto, which is a tough place to go to, even though they are out of the playoffs. But they have players like Juvinko and Michael Bradley, so they have players out there who definitely know what to do, and it's going to be a, a tough challenge. But um, right now we are on top of the league right now, and. That's where we want to stay at the, after that last game, too. Let's talk about not putting any added pressure on yourself going into that game. Um, I think the last couple of games, we took the advice that we just take every game as it comes. We don't think about the big picture. We just we have our goals, yes, but we wanted to take every game, even though home or away, uh, and just go for that three points, go for that win on the single day. And I think this is exactly the way we need to go to that last uh, regular season game. We need to focus on our stuff, work hard throughout the week, uh, work on our tactical side, and then from then on, we just have to put out a good performance to, to win in Toronto. Now, I call this question from one Kevin to another. Okay. <laughs> What's something that the Atlanta fans may not know about you? About me? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> like I said, from one Kevin to another, mm -hmm. that I would have related to my listeners here, Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. What's something that, a little known fact about you, that you would like to share? To be honest, very difficult for me to tell right now. Um, because usually, like especially with Germans, 
Okay. And if you think about German engineering, if you look at a German, you always think, okay, this is how he is and this is what he does, and Germans do their stuff. So I think um, I'm pretty wide open. I'm, I'm a family man, you know. I'm a, I enjoy being out there with my kids. Uh, I enjoy being a soccer pro. I think it's the best job I could ever get. Um, then I'm very, very happy to be here in Atlanta because uh, when I moved from Germany to the U.S., I never know what to expect in Atlanta. I didn't know the city. I didn't know the club. There was no club. Right. So everything started. And I'm still, every week I'm still surprised how well Atlanta fans are, how good they, they, they support us. Even though if we get a goal, you hear it's quiet for a few seconds, right. but then it comes back up again. Yes. And this is still special every week for me. And also, like, just the city itself gives you so many opportunities. And I'm happy that one of my child is, child is born here. Okay, yes. So um, I have one born in Germany, the other one born in Atlanta, so I will always have tight roots with Atlanta. Um, yeah, that's it. It sounds good. You got to like the weather, too. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I had rather have it hot than cold. It's always cold right. in Germany, so I like hot weather, and I, I enjoy it here. Right, and before we let you go, you mentioned the fans. Of course, just talk about the fan support, you know, all season long, you know, coming out the games, coming out the different events. That's got to feel great. Definitely does. Um, I think when I signed with Atlanta, I talked to Darren Eels, and he told me, that was like last year, beginning of last year, yes. he told me, Kevin, we haven't done any marketing, any promoting of the team yet, mm. but we already had like 12 or 13,000 season tickets sold. Yes. And he was like, Kevin, we, I don't know where it's going. Like, we don't know yet where it's going. And that it turns out like that is impressive. It's fun as a player to play in a team like that, play in a club like that, play in front of fans that always support you, even though... You sometimes go down 1-0, 2-0, and um, they're always there until the end of the game, and this is very, very good for a player, and it's also building confidence, and it gets you to the point where you can show your best because you're not afraid to make mistakes anymore. You just, you know, you take, you, you make mistakes, yes, but you're not afraid of making them because you know they will be there to pick you up if you if you do something wrong. Yes. So, and this is... This is very, very good, and yeah, we like it so far. Just keep going the last couple of games. It was, sounds good. Well, Kevin, great to talk to you. Great to have you here in my hometown of Atlanta. And we want you to, of course, have a great game, great match on Sunday against Toronto and bring that supporter shield trophy back to Atlanta. Thank you. All right, that was Kevin Kratz of the Atlanta United right here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. The United will take on Toronto again on Sunday. 4.30, you can catch it here on Fox Sports Southeast with all the action. So we're going to make sure that the United come back to Atlanta with that Supporter Shield trophy for the big win going into the playoffs of the MLS season. We're rocking the sports bell from the ATL right here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Now shifting to the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks are 2-2 two two on the season. After winning their home opener, 111-104 on Wednesday night, they were down by 26 points to start the game, but picked up their defensive effort to make a dramatic comeback. Kent Bazemore scored 32 points, touring your Prince at 24, and Trey Young, who started the game receiving three fouls in the first half, finished with 17 points. Speaking of Trey Young, after the first full week of the NBA season, he leads rookies in points per game with 21.5, total assists with 30, and assists per game with 7.5. I spoke with Trey after Wednesday night's game, in the locker room about his uh, slow start. Sure, you're hitting 35. You know, kind of start the game where you're a little nervous playing your first home game. 
Uh, I mean, a little, a little bit of everything. I mean, a little nerves, uh, anxiousness, um, excitement, different things were, were running through my mind. Uh, I was just ready to play, and uh, it's just so, so I usually never get in foul trouble to, to get those three fouls in the first half. And uh, I had to sit and watch my team uh, battle without me. Uh, it was tough, but I was supporting them. They, they, they did a great job of keeping the game close. You had to pick the Venus on tonight. Just kind of explain the story behind it. Yeah, no, it's a breast cancer awareness month. I um, wanted to show the support um, to, to all the women out there fighting and um, things like that. So I wanted to uh, have family members that have fought the battle, and I respect everybody who, who has gone through the battle or who's fighting it right now. And so I wanted to show my respect to them and things like that. I gotta give him some great props for that. Thanks so much, Trey. You know, I support the uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Initiative, and uh, I, you know, acknowledge Breast Cancer Awareness Month myself. So I gotta really commend him for doing that. The Hawks return to action on Saturday at State Farm Arena at 7:30 against the Chicago Bulls. I'm gonna be there. Hopefully, you will be there as well to uh, hopefully have the Hawks now. Improved to three and two on the season. That'll be a great uh, start to the season as well. So hey, hopefully they can do it. All right. Well, before we let you go and get out of here, hey, we're going to let you know about a, a very good event that's actually coming up on uh, Friday, November second. So it's going to be now Elite Productions presenting the date. A speed dating experience. So for all you singles in Metro Atlanta and surrounding areas, Friday, November 2nd, from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., it's going to be a two-hour event of speed dating. You'll have complimentary food and drink at 875 Battery Avenue, Unit 720 in Atlanta by SunTrust Park. And it's a four-hour free parking, actually. Now, this event is for age 30 and over. And for more information and for tickets, you can go to their website, the date, 1102 at eventbrite.com. Again, that's the date, 1102 at eventbrite.com. It's the date, a speed dating experience, Friday, November 2nd at 875 Battery Avenue, Unit 720. So they want to see you there. And I've got to say hello to the lovely Jada Johnson. And if you see Jada, tell her I said hello, all right? That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Again, you can join me on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kevin Taylor98. That's how you'll find me, no doubt about it. All right. Until the next time, my friends, never be discouraged, always encouraged. I'm out.